not like the sound of our own voices together. So hey, what's up? Hello. How you doing, everybody? Welcome to the Binac Podcast, where we talk music, the people that make it, and the communities that listen to it. Tonight, um, I'm excited. So first of all, I'm not even about to have and pretend like I'm composed and like I'm going to gingerly um, enter us into the episode today because I'm really excited. So first, I will introduce my co-host, AD. AD, say what's up to the people. You here? What's up to the people? <laughs> and um, so I practiced this earlier on my walk and I'm going to see if I do it correctly. Um, so today I'm also joined with a good friend and podcaster and all around awesome content creator who used to make Runaway Jukebox, the podcast with music, news, and what, Kim? Conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> I was walking this morning and I was like, do I do I remember how this goes? <laughs> Is this how it goes? Wow. Take me Ooh, back. It's been some years. It's been some years. <laughs> um, but yeah, so joined by Jay Burritos, aka Jason, aka Light Skin Wonder. I don't know. I just gave you that last one. <laughs> I just gave you that last one. That was that was off the cuff. Um, what's, what's going on, everybody? Um, <laughs> I am I am happy to to finally be here on the on the Binac podcast. Um, Candice uh, is is very special person in my heart in my life, um, and I'm I've I've always been a fan of her work. Um, and she's definitely like back when I did have my podcast. I mean, you know, back when you would leave comments on SoundCloud, if there were twenty comments, nineteen were Candy Boo. <laughs> <laughs> and you know we we course. uh we we became internet friends and i'm just glad that, that we still you know kept that strong like just like you were saying eight years now basically <laughs> we've known each other that's crazy that's craziness <clears throat> yeah um fun fact obviously i've told the story we've told the story on the podcast before but ad and i you know don't know each other irl when we met over the internet and we've met in person once um, but I have made connections with uh, with Jason and AD via podcast communities, which I think is really cool. Um, and the internet can be a cool place when it's not being weird as shit and creepy. So um, I'm just excited about tonight because we've got some, I mean, good shenanigans, bad shenanigans, and actual discussion pieces that I want to talk about. But first, and I'll let our guests go first. Jason, how are you doing? Hold on, like, hold, on hold on, Candace. You uh -oh. forgot. You forgot. I know it's been a couple of weeks, but you forgot. What did I forget? He responded. Oh shit! Okay, yes, actually, we can we can talk about that. All right, so all right, intro. So for context, Jason, we love Jameson here. Um, you know, Jameson. Yeah, we yeah. love Jameson. We love Jameson here. And so what did he respond to? Uh AD, did you uh, tweet and you were like so, quiet lately or something? So it so okay, so it kind of goes uh off of our last episode, right? Or was it episode before that? I, I think I it was remember. the last one of 2022, I think. So we were saying that uh for artists that we would like to see come out this year, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we always set and we always have this theory is like when Jameson is cooking, he doesn't say anything. He just Nothing. goes 
blank, right? So um, shout out to RB Radar. They put out their um like who are some uh underrated artists that you'd like to see come out this year. Now something of that sort, right? Mm-hmm. And I put Jameson. The man looks, the man watches. He watches even like when you just type in, like when you don't even tag him. If you just type in Jameson, like he'll be like, hmm, I saw that. <laughs> I, I did not ta- I did not tag him at all. Like she said, I did not tag him at all. I just answered the the tweet. And again, shout out to RB Radar. And he just comes out and says, It's coming. First just of all, like, I just, feel like nice. he likes us personally. <laughs> I feel like because he's responded, he liked some of my tweets before, like when I tweet at him. Um, I was really close to his like what his set for it is in 2015. Like I was like super close to him. I didn't get him to sign my CD because of some something, something happened. But um, I just personally feel like he fucks with us. Um, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna, you know, let that be my headcanon. But um, I'm excited. Whatever that is, I'm ready. Y'all I, made that happen. I yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> we conjured it. We conjured it. We, we definitely built it into existence. We conjured nice. it. We 100 percent did. I did I did forget that he responded to us. So I'm glad that you reminded me. Because um, I've got to find Velvet on vinyl. That's what I re- I want that on vinyl. I've got, I actually don't even have Velvet on CD, but I've got It Is, and I've got this last one that he dropped. Um, and I want Velvet so bad. I just, I can't wait. I'm getting excited. I'm so, getting excited. Here, so here's a question. What time frame do you think he's coming out I'm i think normally out. fall or it's not well, summer fall because i think that's when he normally drops he does he never drops in the springtime i don't think no i think he no it was i think last one was october right yeah i'm thinking either something tells me he may something tells me i'll say midsummer don't drop in the spring i don't want it in the springtime i'm not ready Spring's i'm not prepared early. yeah i'm not prepared does <laughs> not give me enough time Wait, give me summer. At least give me summer. I, that's what I said. Midsummer with the tour, maybe shortly there to follow. Album in August, tour out in October. And yeah, I will, so, I'm going to see him. God damn it. This tour, I'm going to see him. Last time old, I was too scared. Last time yeah, I was too scared, it was COVID. I wasn't on. Don't. I told you, don't be sissy. You just wear a mask. You'd be fine. I mean, I'm at that stage now. I was not at he, the last time he toured. It was 2021. Look, so. I, and I, I was there. Yeah, I didn't catch know. the vid until I went to a Bad Bunny concert and then See? I came home. <laughs> and, See? I, and I had to miss, oh my God, I had to miss out on the weekend concert. Don't, don't, don't relive it. Came. Don't relive it. Yeah, you know what? Let's keep let's keep my mind in a happy place. <laughs> don't today. relive it. Don't relive it. Let's keep my mind in a happy place. You're right. Regardless, <laughs> I mean, I'm better now. Like the I for the weekend concert, I wore my mask and stuff like that. But I mean, I just and Beyonce, I will probably be in 95 up because you got tickets. Shout out to Kayla is working the magic. Kayla said, um, because she's the Beyonce ticket master. Kayla said, I got it. And I said, okay, sis. Crazy. Hold up. Shout hold out up. to nope. Kayla. No, no, no. Kayla go. I have to ask a question. I have to ask a question because there have been rumors and, and controversy about the price of these tickets. I mean, I Kayla I hasn't. 
Kayla hasn't gotten all like ours yet, but my other best friend Tamara, who was on the podcast a few months ago, she got her. She said they were like three hundred dollars. I paid that for the weekend. So, so you Houston. only had to give up half your firstborn. Because I some mean, of, some of I paid that for the, I paid that for Abel. True. Where, so where I mean, I'm definitely. Where did you sit? No, there's a there's a method to my madness. Where did you sit for three hundred dollars? Abel, I was on the floor. You ain't. So, <laughs> I was on the floor. So, so but I mean, Beyonce, I'm not going to be able to get $300 Beyonce for it. I mean, that's not even. No, no, that's, that, not that, really that's impossible. That's you'd not realistic. Have to, you'd have to give up your mortgage. I <laughs> <laughs> say, like, that's not realistic. You, 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 up, you up in the nosebleed almost to the point that you can see. Not for $300. People are blowing. Now, actually, I'm not going to say this too loud because I actually need y'all to still believe that the tickets are very expensive. Actually, the <laughs> tickets are a million dollars. They're so expensive. You can't get them. Have, um, have you been seeing the memes of the people you know, being like, actually, Beyonce is the worst performer live. She's like, you'll so hate, bad. You'll hate her. So bad. Like, her album like, actually sucks. Like, mm, <laughs> terrible. Like, but no, seriously, like realistically, like. I mean, she, first of all, she's Beyonce. Beyonce could charge $5 a seat and still make money because she is who she is. But like the ticket, the tickets only get crazy either A, if you fucking with the resellers, obviously, or B, if you're like trying to be on the floor or do her packages or whatever. But I mean, there are seats that exist that are not, you know, $7 million. That's it. I mean, Tamara got hers in Houston. So, wow. Yeah, and Houston, you know, is a big popular city because that's where she's from. So I, I think I, I heard a rumor, and I say heard a rumor because it's just like a tweet somewhere. Um, <laughs> that I haven't verified this yet. That uh, Ticketmaster had made like a special rule for this uh, for this tour to where like resellers couldn't sell them for like more than the face value of the ticket. Huh. I, I would believe that only because right now Ticketmaster is in hot water over all of the Taylor Swift stuff. Well, hell I don't know yeah, if y'all talked about that before. Uh, I, we briefly that. we briefly touched on it. I just I remember saying that they need to get their shit together for Beyonce. I, I just right. remember making that comment. <laughs> I was like, you need to fix it because Ticketmaster had people in a tizzy. And I mean, Ticketmaster really need to ask me, honestly. Um, for a long time. <laughs> they really need to ask me. It's been that way. Because why, why, why am I paying like an extra 50% on top of whatever my ticket is? Like, where are these fees? What does that mean? And like, what is it? Especially because when I went to go see the weekend, right? Like, not that I expected it to be super fancy anywhere because Ticketmaster don't have no control over the venue itself. But like, why I get there? And like, floor seats for the weekend are just chairs and Mercedes Benz. It's not like it's nothing lit. It's just a chair. Like, <laughs> literally, like some chairs, like zip tied together. Like, it's, it's chairs. <laughs> Like, okay. But yeah, Ticketmaster is so awful. And I I really hope, I mean, I, I really hate that people are freaking out, you know what I mean? Like thinking that Beyonce tickets are super expensive. But also, mm -hmm. I mean, also, I mean, also, which I, I try not to be like a live show elitist. I really do try not to be that person. Well, it kind of sounded like one right now. No, speak, I'm not. Speak your, speak your piece, sister. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Piece. No, what I'm about <laughs> look, to say look, is no, that. Let her go. No, she just came in here like this. I just, she just came in here like this. She's like, how oh, did $300 for some tickets? Yeah, that, no, that's, okay, that's, now, that's easy, you know. That's like work. That's like work. $300 for I do what I need to do for the artists that I love. I mean, I, I make it happen. But I was going to say that it all it just always shows me who doesn't know how to navigate concert tickets? Like this always makes me be like, 
I know who's first time or like second time buying tickets to see. Like I, 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 I see did not you. think that's where you were going. I see you. No judgment, but I'd be like, you look, this your first rodeo, isn't it? You look, yeah, I was about to say you're looking like that uh that James Franco meme. He's like first time, huh? Right, right. Like, really? Is it? Oh, like, that's hilarious. Is it? Um, okay. <laughs> I promise y'all, that's the only rabbit hole I'm going to take you down. I just realized you asked me how I'm doing, and somehow we got to talking about Ticketmaster. I mean, yeah, um, but So I apologize for that. We got it. Um, I don't <laughs> even yeah. How are you? Yeah, I'm, how are I'm, you? Doing, I'm doing well. <laughs> um, I, I just adopted a cat about a month and a half ago for people that uh, don't know me from my stream or, or the podcast. Um, he's 11 months old, and he just got neutered last week, and he's just been acting a fool. So I've been spending most of my time taking care of him, uh, spending time with Danny. I took the week off of streaming came back this week that's been nice um but I'm, I'm feeling pretty good i'm in a good place 2023 you know changing things up trying to be a better me all that good stuff it's shocking that we are already in february i know <laughs> and yeah, and that the first week is up now you know like <laughs> we're just time. here time just keeps spinning faster the older we get i swear i hate it here oh, Andy, how I... is how is february life how's your black history month been uh, see, he said that, and I was like, it's been, just been a blur. I think the last thing I remember of any significance in my life was uh, about was two weeks ago. Was it two weeks ago? Yeah. I uh, went to see Neo at the Kennedy Center. That is right. And I didn't know what the Kennedy Center was. That happened. <laughs> Jay's like, like Kennedy Center? Just, just stay able to stare there straight. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. Uh, what is the Kennedy Center? Okay, see, thank you. Oh, wait, wait, I feel up. validated. Thank you, you very much. I I am a, a sheltered child. There's a lot that I don't know in this world. There's a lot that I do know because I'm a fanatic about the things that I love. But there are gaping holes in my knowledge that you would be shocked by. The Kennedy um, Center. You've heard of Kennedy Center honors, right? I hadn't heard of it either. <laughs> so I'm not. I'm not. Oh my gosh! It was now. Now for oh, I'm really the old man in in this group. <laughs> also lives in like the DMV area, so I feel like that. I mean, not to say that it's not like a big deal, but like he's also concert. Right there. It's a big concert, concert hall, opera, orchestra. That's like where. I had no idea. I had no idea. So I feel I feel a little validated because I did not know what it was either, and I was like. I didn't. I didn't know. Uh, I'm. I'm glad. I'm glad to validate you, Candy Boo. I'm sorry <laughs> to make you feel old, Ad. Uh, <laughs> my how bad. do I reach these kids? <laughs> no, how do I reach the youth? <laughs> how do I reach the youth? But yeah. look, I, I I had great seats actually, and I didn't have to pay no three hundred dollars to see Neo, and he had the whole place turned up. Neo's not a three hundred dollar artist, but I'm a I'm a leader. What? A uh, uh, man, the man had had a residency, and the man had a residency in Vegas. So anybody who who can do that, you know what? I'll specify. I'm not paying three hundred dollars to see Neo. I won't say that he's not worth. $300. I ain't paying three hundred dollars to see anybody. <laughs> not nobody. You want to pay three hundred dollars to see Michael Jackson? Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I'm 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 talking shit like I didn't pay uh $350 a ticket for those uh bad bunny tickets last year. So um yeah, they were very I mean it's the reason why he made the most money on tour last year is because he was charging he was charging a a, a child (laughs) 
See, <laughs> see look, look, look. It was, it was a birthday gift, so I, I, you know, I wanted to splurge, but you no, know. no, no. But still, still, I didn't think that he was that pricey too. Oh no, he definitely. I should have, I should have expected that though. And we were not on the floor. I mean, we were, we had really good seats. Don't don't get, don't get me wrong, but we were not on the floor. <laughs> and this comes to, this comes to this comes to to a conversation, and that's not even on our on our rundown. But the concert going experience is becoming a premium experience, and it, it they. Is. And so they're pricing, they're pricing people out. That's why I tried to preface my statement with like, like truly being like a show elitist, because I know that that's not something like everybody doesn't get to experience it. And back in the day used to kind of be like, oh yeah, tickets are at most 50 bucks. And like, or like your, your premium to like your real good tickets weren't super expensive. I mean, they also didn't come with meet and greets and all that other stuff, but I mean, I mean, I, I still feel like you're not even you're not even getting all that for the prices they're charging. I mean, the meet and greets mm -hmm. are like four figures sometimes, depending on who you're talking about. You know, and I mean, you really <laughs> just get to breathe in their vicinity, and that's it. Take like, take the same selfie that everybody else is getting that, that everybody <laughs> else paid for. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, I I, mean, I, do if, draw the line I, I don't mean to shame it, you know. If right, like I if, I personally that's your thing. That's your thing. <laughs> I personally draw the line at meet and greets, and I mean not just like that's where I guess I'm old school, but like you know if I see you in the streets or something like you know whenever like i remember one of my claim to fame is when i did see childish gambino on the camp tour my friend was like asked to go back to his tour bus you know like ah, cute like whatever but like mm -hmm. i'm not about to pay a thousand dollars to like take a prom pic with chris brown that's okay <laughs> i'm over it <laughs> i'm not doing it i'm not doing it hey but get your, get your money <laughs> AD, you bring up uh, an important point and something that is on the rundown for tonight. And I have so many feelings around this, but um, Jason, I'll go to you first since you're the guest. What do you think the most influential era of music is? There are no right or wrong answers. And era in this sense can be considered. So it can be maybe a decade or like a moment. So like, you know, like Motown era or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I, I thought, I thought about this a lot <laughs> when you, <laughs> when you originally gave it to me, because I was just, I was stuck. I was like, I can I really name, especially since I'm, I'm only 30 years old, but like, I listen right. to a lot of music. Um, and I, and I'm like, can I name definitively an era that like is the most influential or like the most important? And I was, I was drawing a blank. Like the first thing I thought of immediately just being black, I mean, and, and growing up on soul music for my grandparents was the Motown era, mm -hmm. just like that, like 60s, 70s, like era of of soul and funk and r&b um that seems to like have made a slight comeback because i mean like everything is making a comeback because music right. is cyclical right um and so i feel like a lot of artists are tapping more into um not just like the neo soul of the 90s but like going back even further to like the funk and the soul like you know that era of music mm -hmm. we're talking about but then i also thought about it even further and especially after the grammys that just happened this weekend and i was like i don't know maybe maybe like dance like house music like disco is maybe more of a influential era because a lot of artists seem to be going back to that too. Um, Cause that's still sixties though. Like, disco is sixties. I would, I would think so. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe like that decade, like the, the, the sixties and seventies specifically. Um, and if I can only choose one, I would probably say the seventies over the sixties. I don't know why. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm I'm just going, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I want to go last. So AD, you pick because I feel like I have a very, I have a take. <laughs> I have a take. 
I'm going with the eighties. I'm going with the I'm going with the eighties because er, all eras build off of each other. We can all agree on that, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But I think the eighties had has had more of a lasting impact just because in terms of the creativity that you can like you like we said musical cyclical, but at the same time we're also seeing the the difference the different soundscapes and whatnot that when you listen to music i would say even from the past what decade it's basically copying what the 80 what the 80 sound was you know and even i would say even if you were saying like you know house music or dance music or whatnot those are actual singers so even when you watch watch a concert from back then and hear them now of course you know you're going to see the difference in the artists but they can still sing so even so even with you know the the gizmos and gadgets and all that type of stuff which we still use today they were at the end of it they were still singers i would say like right now we're getting back to like real singing um but you know you like big a perfect example is you can put Whitney Houston on a dance track, and you can put her into into a into a to a slow jam or whatever in that time frame, and you could still say that girl knows how to sing. And I think a lot of artists in that in that eighties, I'll even even tap into early nineties, but could could just flat out sing. I think afterwards there was like a lull, you know, of just real singers, maybe even innovation on the production aspect but you know once technology started getting better and people were being more creative then got you know everyone was really taken from it and even now look at look at stranger yeah. look at stranger things yeah. and look at how and look at how many people are going back to the 80s and you're like this wow i didn't know that song was made in the 80s it sounds great today it's it's a lasting effect you know that's just good music overall but for me personally i would say the 80s is up there i agree with both of these very strongly and unfortunately neither one of them are my answer well not unfortunately (laughs) um so watch her pick pick something so she's gonna say the the snap era you know to crank that era. So no, actually, don't no, joke right. because that's the direction I'm going. I don't like. I don't like. Blog, what she's going to blog <laughs> era. All right. So here's my here's my feeling. So yes, I think both. Like I, I was on both of them. I was I was actually at like the 60s 70s era first. So I kind of went or 60s 70s. Actually, I went 60s first, and then I went 80s. So I had both of those in there. And don't be my ass, but um, my most influential era of music is going to be the aughts. And I know this is going to be like a what the fuck type of reaction. I'm already giving you that. I'm going to let you I'm going to let you cook, sister. I'm going to let you cook. (laughs) So now we do like both of you made very valid points. So the musicality of the 60s, 70s and 80s. Perfect. like a golden time in music. But if you ask me personally, I think I resonate most with the music that came out when I was coming into understanding music and like music culture. 
And so that's why I'm relying heavy on the odds, because I feel like even though there were less full sangas, full writers, full, you know, people playing instruments, like a lot, obviously a lot of that stuff was like, start like people were using Fruity Loops and finding, you know, different sound bites and things like that and making the music. I think the odds brought a level of, I'll say futuristic for the time, creativity that we hadn't seen. Um, and it also is, I mean, personally, it's a, a, a time in music that I hold near and dear because I also grew up to it or grew up with it. So like, I obviously remember music from though like the previous times, but I didn't get to say that I grew up with it. So for me, influence also resonates with the fact that I grew up in it. So I couldn't fully say like, yeah, it's the 60s for me because I don't, I know it, but I don't know it. So I know I, it's a cop out because like the question would be like, oh, influential, like to the music game. But I think, I think basically giving the odds it shine because it still had an influence in the and again, like I'm not gonna count that out. So don't beat my ass. I'm, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not mad at the answer. I, I'm I just, going with odds. Personally, I didn't even factor in my own personal, like the influence that an era had on me. Cause if I did that, I would have said like the mid 90s to 2000s R and B. So um I I get that. I, I didn't even factor any of that in. I'm even giving like when you said like the snap era, like was it kind of cringe looking back on it yeah but like in it we were having fucking fun like and the artists were having fun i think one of the things that i miss like i'll say and the music business gets really shady or whatever but i do remember artists like truly having fun like at least you know before they got into the nitty-gritty of the business like before soldier boy became drake like he was <laughs> i mean he was he was on you know on myspace like making shit and you know going yeah. off or whatever i so mean he's definitely one of the most influential people when it comes to like social media marketing and and just how music is marketed nowadays in general right um, but so I, I i get that i get that so yeah don't be my ass i, I feel like i know that there's going to be someone that's like boo terrible take <laughs> but i mean all right that's, that's how i feel that. all right all right no one's gonna say that but we'll leave that off air <laughs> yeah boo terrible take but i mean look those are those are my feelings. And, and you feel you feel, feel those feelings. There you go. That's the way that I feel. You asked the question and I had to answer it. Um, with that being said, um, to kind of segue into our next point, and I'm actually very, very revved up to talk about this. Um, I will give a little bit of context that um we had a conversation in Jason's Discord server, there's a music session for uh, discussions about music and sharing links and all that jazz. So um, we got on the subject of the way that I feel about Frank Ocean. Um, and I have, I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I have a non, an unpopular opinion on Frank Ocean. I don't hate Frank Ocean. I think that he makes good music, but I am not a Frank Ocean stan. Like I, I don't, I, I sometimes I didn't, or I, I didn't understand, you know, why everybody would be like, oh, Frank Ocean hasn't dropped in so long. Like I just didn't get the fervor behind um, the fandom. 
but I, I was record or I was encouraged to listen to Blonde because I had never heard Blonde. And I want to say when it came out back in 2016, it was only on Apple Music or something like that. Like I vaguely remember not being able to even listen to it. No, that so was, like that was a, that was the EP that was. No, nah, yeah, I'm, one, I'm, no, I think Blonde I'm, pretty, was, I'm pretty sure she's right. Both of them were. Apple I think both like that yeah, was because that was when it was first coming out, yeah. and they were doing like that exclusive. Stuff. I forgot so, about that. Yeah. So I had I had Spotify, and I was like, I'm not. And and at back at that time, Apple Music was only for iPhones, so like you couldn't, you know, True. you couldn't have it. And so back then I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. And I guess I said, you know, I'll catch it when I catch it. And then six years, almost seven years passed and then I never caught it or whatever. And so I, um, I would like to, to, I will, I will leave the album review for Blonde and I'm going to start by saying, I think I get it now. Um, I am not rabid. I'm I'm not Frank Ocean stand level. I'm not. So I, I'm not going to go as far as to be like, oh, my God, like I listened to the album and it baptized me and I'm, you know, into into the standum. But. After so there was I can't remember what the first set of mixtapes were. Was it Nostalgia Ultra? That was the first set. There was that another. Was break, that was his breakout. But I think go, I think it was like the Lonnie Bro. I think that was that's what it, what it was, was. Yeah, that one was the first one. And then I got put on a Nostalgia Ultra in college. Mm -hmm. Then there was Channel Orange, and there was probably some stuff after that that I do not remember. And then I remember Blonde. That's how I remember his kind of like ascension. Mm -hmm. And I was really into Channel Orange. Like I, I enjoyed it, right? Like I remember Channel Orange coming out, and that was everybody like really sticking their foot down, being like Frank Ocean Stan. I love him, and I was kind of like, you know, okay, like all right, like I like Channel Orange. It's cool. Pyramids lit, you know, great, great project. But then I heard Blonde, so I started listening to it. I gave it one, like one, just kind of like sound listen like just to hear what yeah. it sounds like right last week just turn it on what's it sound like and i turned it on and at first i was i i was ready to be like this does kind of sound like dated like i was you know kind of be like oh this like you know 2016 am i right like that's what it sounded like but then i played it again yesterday on my like just on my tv this morning in headphones with a walk and then again this afternoon and by this morning when I heard it in my headphones and got to like some of the skits um, and started listening to the lyrics and then the second run of Godspeed for some reason that's when it hit me like when I got to Godspeed the second time which is close to the end of the album I was like huh like th this is it's it's the the album is kind of heavy, like when you get to what he's talking about, but it's I like using the word refreshing because sometimes you don't get projects that like can move you. So it's really refreshing to like feel deeply when you hear a project. So um I don't do like number ratings or anything like that, but I was surprised that I slept on break for so long again I'm still not a stan I need some more I need some more music to become a stan I really do we like, all I, do I need some more music to be like yeah like I'm because like people were foaming at the mouth remember before blonde came out and everybody was like where's Frank and I'm like y'all really doing a lot over channel orange like to me I just didn't get it it didn't seem like it was enough to like fully act this way 
But now I am anticipating the next Frank drop. I'm not foaming at the mouth, but I am ready for him to drop whenever he's ready. Because these days, the way that I know that creativity comes and goes, I'm just ready for artists to do what they want to do on their own time. Facts. And when they're when their spirit moves them. Um, so yeah, that is my first, like it was my first listen and like first digestion of blonde and i actually want to revisit it like it's definitely something that i want to play more often it's a revisitable album for me ad you look like you have feelings do i have feelings i'm gonna be the outlier on this one <laughs> you look like you have feelings let me start out with love <laughs> 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 I love that. Let me start out with love. <laughs> the song, the songwriting was was good on it. Yes. I couldn't, I couldn't get, I couldn't get. Like you said, it was kind of heavy, but the songwriting, I could tell. You know that. You know he was in it. You know he was, he was just writing. It was, it was nothing. None of the lyrics offended me or whatnot, right? But I found now this is where my critique comes in. <laughs> and this is where the love stops. <laughs> the love stops right here. I'm, I'm with I'm 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 with you on I don't I don't get the Frank and super hype the this the fan the super over the top fandom. I, I never got it, right? I don't get it with anybody, right? Like when I you know check I heard uh nostalgia was it was it nostalgia ultra yeah that i heard that a, that was like the bigger no. ep and then channel orange was like the album yeah i liked it i liked what i liked what i was hearing and then and i think and that's what brought me back to the line bro and i was like oh this is i'm like i like that right then it was two projects which blonde was one of them i'm going to have to say of sleepy time music <laughs> Did it bore you? It Did it put you to sleep? It bored me. I listen and look, this is this is they don't kick my ass for the odds, they're kicking our ass for that. So <laughs> look, I already look, I already know people are kick going kick kick my ass from for the sake, but I found it to be not all of it because there were some some switch ups. I was like, okay, that's nice, right? But everything else from the production was just very dry, very almost super mellow. That was like, yo, I can't like wake me up. Like, I have like, to respect I, your opinion. If nothing else, I have to respect the opinion. I, look, I'm not coming out here and say that it's trash. <laughs> Garbage. That. Garbage. <laughs> but I'm not saying that. See, I'm saying it really did. I'm not lying. I was. Candace, don't always say is I come in with a blank slate and say say show me, right? Yeah, I mean you can. show me, right? And I said good songwriting. I think production at points were good, but overall it did nothing for me. It was dry. Even, but even even okay, so even so there's a pocket that I like. I have my run. 
but my even like the skyline to self-control piece like that's that's a little pocket i like i see what you're saying because nike's does i will say nike starts off a little slow it does um but pink and white is familiar isn't i don't know if i don't know if he did singles or anything like that but pink and white is the one pink and white yeah, and knights are the ones that that get uh played all the time or whatever yeah. Yeah. Um, so even the positioning of pink and white on the album was like, oh, okay, recognizable song, boom. But like Skyline 2, self control, good guy, nights, like that wasn't that didn't help you out. I'm bit? sorry, I'm sorry. I was right. sitting over here yawning. Right. Yawning. Right, well, it was I found it to be dry, and and honestly, maybe again, maybe I didn't understand, maybe I don't understand where Frank was going in this project, right? I know that was, you know, he was doing a lot of things, you know, doing a lot of things and, you know, just letting all, all hang out. Cool, I'm not saying that, it, it's just not my cup of tea, you know? It's, it, I just found it to be very dry. Now, well, now if I go back, will some, will stuff point out to me? Sure, but I can say this, I can see where, where, Groups like uh, Brock Hampton got influenced by Frank Ocean. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I could hear, I could hear it. You know, that's why I said I'm not, I'm not slapping him down or anything. Like, but this did not connect with me. It was sleepy time music. All right, Jason, put us on game. Help us out. Woo! Connect Boy, the dots. I, it was. Yeah, I, I had to. Connect I had to let y'all. I had to let y'all cook for a minute. You know, I wanted to make sure everybody got got it all out. I hear. All right, everybody let it out. Look, and, and am I coming off as a hater in this? No. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean. No. I'm sure it's going to be somebody in the comments that says yes. Um, I I think specifically talking about blonde. Uh, your feelings, Ad, aren't unwarranted in that, like. If you're not really into the mystique of Frank Ocean, like the oh he only drops an album like every four or five years, like you know he don't really feature on nothing. If like a lot of that played into the hype behind the album when it first came out. Um, but let me go back before I before I get to that. I just want to say that like I understand where you're coming from to start. <laughs> um, I'm a Frank Ocean stan. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Don't agree. Like, hey, I just want to. Don't. don't you can come for them. I'm only a guest. <laughs> no <laughs> I, get to, I get to leave. Um, and I'll tell you how 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 it happened. I mean, Candy Candy Boo and I are about the same age. Um, I was in college when uh, Thinking About You was making the rounds, and everybody was hitting them falsetto notes, you know. Um, and it, I love that song. I love that song. And I was like, okay. But then I was told that like it was basically like uh, Frank Ocean wrote the song, and he was like making a reference track for a different artist. And but apparently the song was so good that he ended up putting it on his album. But anyway, um, I listened to Nostalgia Ultra, and I felt like AD. <laughs> like, I was like, time. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I like there, there were maybe like two or three songs on first listen that I just like liked, and it was like, okay, kind of. But like, I was like, he's just doing covers of like Coldplay and the Eagles, and I just, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. But okay, um, but then, then I heard Channel Orange in 2012, that summer of 2012, and it kind of blew my mind with how good, how good it was, like how much I liked it. Um, that was my the moment that you're having right now, Candace, with Blonde. That's what that's what I was having with Channel Orange. Um, I was just surprised at like how cohesive it was, but also like how much variety was in it. 
Um, he, he was just playing around with a lot of different genres, a lot of different sounds. Like you mentioned, Pyramid is that 10 minute Bye. fucking masterpiece of a song. You're just Bye. like, what is going on? Even though it is like, especially the second half is a lot more low tempo, but it makes sense in the theme of the song itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, you know, and he started, you know, he was showing up, he was, you know, writing and producing for Beyonce and still doing stuff for like our future. He, he was clearly like channel, post channel or still showing that like, okay, the hype is real. Like everything that people were saying about him. Um, and it started to kind of build that mythos, you know, behind Frank right. Ocean. So I remember uh, August 2016 being at a wedding. It was the first wedding that Daniela and I ever went to. Um, and it was a Saturday. And I remember because he Frank Ocean had dropped. Uh, we, we hadn't talked about it yet, but he dropped two albums in August of 2016. The first one, uh, The Endless Project, he, he was he was doing uh, he was like making he was like woodworking on Apple music. He was just, it was just like a live video what? and it was like, it was like in a loop and a feedback for like two or three days straight. And then eventually on Thursday, he ended up like, it, apparently, you know, the, the video went and it was endless. It was that first EP that he had. Mm. Uh, and people were like, to that too. No trouble. That, that's what I, that's what I was getting ready to say to, to AD's point. That album felt rough, unfinished, unpolished, very like, just here you go. And I don't know if it was ever confirmed, but I do remember people w- were saying that it was rumored that he just kind of put that album out to get out of his Def Jam contract. So that way, oh. uh, Blonde, when it came out, it's not confirmed, but um, but that way, so when Blonde came out, it was under his label, Boys Don't Cry. Um, so anyway, two days later, after Endless, I- I'm at this wedding, and I'm with Danny, and I'm like checking Twitter, you know, in between like people giving toasts, and I don't really know the, the bride or the groom like that. We just got invited because we just coworkers. But I'm scrolling and I'm on Twitter doing what I usually do, and I'm just scrolling, scrolling. Baby, 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 blonde is out. <laughs> baby, baby, Frank Ocean drop. Frank Ocean drop. Like we stayed for the whole wedding, had a great time. But when we got home, the first thing we did was roll the blunt and started <laughs> started listening to Blonde in the dark. You and when what? I tell I, like that feels like an experience. It absolutely was. That and 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 then of course, you know, I had my podcast at the time, so I was excited to talk about it. And we usually uh we wouldn't talk about an album like the weekend it came out. Like we would wait like a week and a half at least to just kind of let our thoughts marinate and listen to it a bunch of times. Um, but I was I was so stuck on what to say at the time, I can remember because this album is strange. <laughs> This album is weird, okay? <laughs> like, I have to, I have to be honest about that while also exclaiming that it's like one of my favorite albums of the last ten years. Like, it just doesn't. I, I have come to appreciate. Like, I feel like I can honestly say that um, I used to be a lot more of a, of a music snob than I may be perceived as now. Like, I'm, I'm a lot more open to just like more un. What what some people would say is like unfinished or just kind of rough around the edges. Like right. okay, the, the mix is a little off. The vocals are a little buried. Um, they're trying some different things. Like the, the, and this album is not a tra- it's, it's not a follow up to Channel Orange. It's not a traditional R and B album. It's not like anything else that came out around that time. I mean, you, you see artists now are still trying to like emulate the the mystery of Frank Ocean. You know what I mean? Like yep. there are definitely artists that play around with that, like that cavernous R&B sound, like Nick Hakeem. Um, I don't know why it's the only artist coming to mind right now, but Nick you know Hakeem what I mean? Nick does like, a pretty good job. Yeah. And, I, and, and I, I enjoy those artists. And I think it's partly because of Blonde that I'm more open to just like that kind of sound. Sampha, that's another one <laughs> that, I, that I think of, you know, yeah. um, that I'm more open to that. Just like not incomplete, but just like aesthetically hollow. Ex- aesthetically like, hollow yeah, yeah sound um blonde i mean it's, it's literally got a, a skit on it with this this french man talking about facebook 
Um, you know, like it's, it's somebody playing his mom with a nasally voice telling you not to smoke weed. You know, and like, then the song right after is talking about so much drugs, and I was like, right. but that, so the skits also did make me like that piece actually felt timeless. Like you, there were some things, some of those sounds that you were talking about, like um that like feel unfinished or different or weird some of those are the sound piece of it like when ad was talking about brockhampton that's what it made me think of yeah but i still feel like it is like it's a staple piece and it even though there are some things that kind of sound like 2016 it does not sound like 2016 if that makes sense like it's not like the whole album sounds like that period um but yes sorry i got sidetracked because you were talking about that those sounds no that's all right <laughs> basically i just wanted to explain my standery for this album in particular and explain how i got from not really caring a whole lot about frank ocean to now being like bro it's been seven years when is the album dropping <laughs> like what are you doing <laughs> um i'm foaming at the mouth and see I, i'm just i'm still not yet there but i'm hoping <laughs> sorry <laughs> And you changed the ticker, and that made me laugh. I was about to say, who, who typed that? <laughs> I don't understand the Beehive, the Navy, Frank Ocean fans that have meltdowns. No, hold up, no, hold up. Okay. Oh, oh man. Um, Navy yeah, about for... to lose it next weekend, I'll tell you that. No. Or is it this weekend? It's this weekend, yeah. Yeah, this, this coming. Oh. As, as, as of this recording, it'll be this weekend. So, yeah. Yep. Um. I, first of all, I uh, I still don't think that I'm at foaming at the mouth levels, but I'm definitely an I'm anticipating it. And I, I realized that after you were going back and telling that story, I think that I spent up my mysterious artist energy on the weekend. I feel like that's it. Like that, The reason that I couldn't do it twice is because I had already expended it on Abel. And then by that, like by the time that Frank was like really bubbling up, Abel had already like shown his face and, you know, started doing whatever. Um, I'm just going to, you know, everything always circles back around to the weekend sometimes on this right. podcast. And right. um, I'm just going to blame it on that. I'm going to blame maybe me missing the Frank vote on April again. Always See, I, I was, my, that was my first question when you had first said that this was our main topic was, uh, I was going, sorry, that's Bino in the background. <laughs> um, see, <laughs> but my, my first question was, how did you miss the Frank Ocean hype? But then I, you answered it immediately when you started. Is that like, um, you know, it was an Apple Music exclusive. I totally forgotten about that part. Till you said yeah. It. So that for Blonde specifically, everything like I was around for Nostalgia Ultra and Channel yeah. Orange. Like I remember all of that. And then right. Blonde came out and then everybody was like, Blonde. And I was like, you were like, I can't even listen to that shit. I <laughs> can't even hear it. So, right. and again, I, I remember I, I, people were, I think it was like leaked or something. Like, you know, there were places where you could listen to it, but I was like, like, whatever, you mm -hmm. know. Who cares? No, I did. I did the I car test. I, now, now that I'm, now that we, that thing, I remember the car test, and I and I did, and I think I had the same reaction to right now. I was. I, I made it. I, you should not be listening to it on a walk. I was grooving this morning when I was uh, listening to it on a walk. I, I just, I just, I just, I couldn't get, I couldn't get, get with it. Like that's just me, right? Yeah. And I understand of the roughness or whatnot. Like again, I. I listen to hip to hip hop, and I and I like when certain times when a, the right producer, right engineer makes a track sound rough, you know, rough or you know, mm -hmm. gritty. It's not overproduced or whatnot. Right. I think maybe it was just like maybe the production could have been just a little bit more up tempo at times. Just I'm not saying it had to be overproduced, but just to break up the monotony because it just sounded like 
one song flow into another and it was just <laughs> and, and again i i get that criticism i mean i'm looking at the the title you know the tracks right now i think the only track that would like perk you up would be pink and white yeah and i mean that's so yeah, early and that's so the, early I, into the the project what, which which track had andre on it because that was uh, the solo reprise. solo reprise yeah I, I, that, that definitely that don't like wake you up like a shot of coffee you know like i mean yeah espresso. yeah but then Is it gets that? sleepy after or the, like and is that the one that because there's a song in there that does like three beat changes there's a that that's a nights yeah yeah i think i think i like the the second part of the second part of nights or when he, that actually was like okay this is a better production then it's just like it went back to just going back to sleep is <laughs> <laughs> You're it's like, crazy. You know, I, I know exactly what part you're talking about, and I I, I get it. Like from your perspective, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> see, I'm not I'm not a hater. See, look, I already know people. I'm, I'm saying fight. you you sound like a hater, but people that listen <laughs> to the album and are honest about it will right. understand that. Like, okay, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. <laughs> I mean, thankfully, even even in standum, like as somebody who is a part of a standum, you can also just be honest. Like, it's okay to be like, yeah, you know. I don't get it, but y'all do. And you know, I you know, that's where I was starting. I don't get it. Y'all do. Yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna be honest. Uh and this is no shade to people whose, you know, real job this is, but I do feel like because of the the mythos that Frank Ocean built, like when Blonde came out, everyone was fawning to call it a masterpiece like almost immediately. Oh. Um without without really giving it like I I feel like and it's not to say that like it's gotten worse over time because I really don't think it has. Like I, I yeah. it's it's one of those albums to me like it's almost background noise with like how embedded in my brain it is. Like I've listened to it that much, and I, I appreciate the little you know just all the stuff that I just talked about before. But I do just feel like there was a rush to be like Frank Ocean is out. Okay, we got to talk about this first. Okay, now we got the highest score, and we're not going to really get into detail of like what we like about this album. We're just going to talk about like oh it's great to have Frank Ocean back. And, you know, like, it's a little weird, but like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it didn't, some of it didn't feel authentic, to be honest. Um, I do think, again, I still still saying that it's a great album, but I feel like over time it's gotten better in a way that I don't think was captured in when the reviews first came out. Of course not. And that's because um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold in my music journalism frustration. Like, I'm, I'm going to keep it inside because that always triggers me to be so, I mean, I've I do it all the time on the podcast, but I get fucking mad. Hey, I get mad. The, just let no, the, I, let I'm trying to. No, just call what it is. Music <laughs> journalism. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Journalism. I, I'll do it for you. Music journalism. Music journalism. Hell, I would say a lot of journalists, and no matter what area that you're in, is trash these days because they're afraid to say what's on their mind because it's going to to offend. The political connector somebody gets called a hater for just saying hey this is why i feel this way you know or i would put to put to you this way right i think i watched a video on youtube where it was like where someone said here is the reason why you can't be a a partial uh reviewer and it's because you are going to you are going to have biases Oh yeah, and a lot and a lot of times people operate from their bias instead of saying, "Hey, let me just be upfront here. This is this is where I'm in my level, and this is where my bias is. Now, this is why I'm telling you my reaction 
coming from this part. It's the same way that people may want to put the crown on Drake for, for everything, right? Yeah, I understand it. He, he he's an error, but I can but but we've had this discussion before. The man is just doing the same thing. Hell, he's a hit factory. He he's Drake is a uh, hit sweatshop. But he but he, he he marks he marks off the right boxes if you're if you're are building your artist. He's not offensive. Yeah. I mean, the ladies like him. <laughs> I mean, and what I mean by and what I mean by. <laughs> Well, I mean, by I mean, in a, in a general sense, he's yeah, not, no, right? I know, yeah, 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 no, I understand what like yeah. uh, recent events, you know, aside, uh, aside, right, yeah. <laughs> aside, yeah, for sure, but <laughs> it's he's he's literally the ladies like him, the guys want to be him because he does because he gets all the ladies, you know, yeah. he he bringing in money, he plays chameleon to to any track, you know, which. We could talk about OVO. We could talk about what OVO does as a record label, you know, since that is a sweatshop over there. They just give him all the good stuff. Um, you know, Majid Jordan, Party Next Door. Who am I who else am I forgetting? I don't remember. No I forgot more. where we were. Oh, division. I mean, they were they were under him at one Oh, that's point. right. They were. They they're were still they, they're still they're I still under they are, him. Right? Oh, they are? Yeah. Um but the only, I mean, yes, I agree with the the frustration with music journalism. But I also, I mean, I, this is not to discredit. There are people that are out there doing good. Yeah, that, that's what I want. Good to, work. That's what no, I want. No, to say. That, no, that. But it's very far. It's very few and far, right? It's, it's, it's not. Few. It's not even just that. It's also not what people like. And by people, I mean the general public on social media like care to see. Like want to read exactly. Twitter. Twitter doesn't reward good music journalism with like virality you know what i mean like <laughs> and, but that's i think that's the frustrating part about it i get mad yeah. when i have to and i said this like some episodes ago when i have to mute hip-hop dx because your topics are uh, drake ate a piece of cheese today like when that the, oh right. we got mad we i was vi or visibly and audibly upset when that that whole thing about like drake and the 47 diamonds or whatever the fuck and he made a chain i was like yeah. this is not news like that was but that was the headline on every single site that you would consider like you know and i mean like on <laughs> site like sites like sites that are like we're talking about music and that frustrates me right because like you said like the rush to call blonde a masterpiece like the mad dash and like now it's kind of like you know i even appreciate um, journalists and platforms that are like, hey, it's the fifth anniversary of, you know, insert album here. Let's let's revisit. Let's discuss. Like, right. I used to appreciate um, Yo's like one or 24 first listen, 24 the, hour. The one like, listen review. The yeah. one listen reviews. Mm -hmm. But that was, I remember. I th that was so honest. But he, the thing is, I remember that he used to either he used to like tweet, like just like when he was tweeting personally, like he would stay up all night. So like this isn't like one listen review. He rolled out of bed, played the, you know, the album one time and then wrote some fucking words like he would stay up all night and like listen and take notes. And I mean, always shout out to Yo because the essays were essaying every mm. single time. <laughs> and it's just like, but we don't get that. We get Drake made a chain. And I just. That's the piece that like pisses me off. Like I hate that we get here. We get 
we get young Miami or whichever one of the child likes to be pissed on by Diddy. We get just we just get all of that. We get all oh, of this. And it's like <laughs> we do like, and we never ask. I just I just don't. No, yeah, I don't want that, that no more. That's a much bigger and more depressing conversation. <laughs> exactly. I don't. I just don't want it no more. I just right. Like, I look. We can. We if you want to be honest, we can. If you want to talk about the downfall of music journalism, I can say I can connect it to the downfall of MTV. Oh boy, that seems like that seems stressful, and I'm not gonna it's, let us do that to ourselves tonight. <laughs> no, but if you, but why say is this right? Early MTV had there, and when it first came out, it was done by DJs, but then they elevated to have actual music news shows and build things around that. So you were mm -hmm. getting. So you get like the real, you know, behind the scenes, even just, you know, their one-on-ones, even if they were club piece, pieces, it was still MTV news. They were talking about different yeah. things. You know, I remember growing up, you know, uh, you know, the little like two minute news bites, you know, yeah. I still remember the typewriter popping up MTV news. Like when they, when they announced the death of Biggie and Pac, I got it from there. I think, you know, that's right how i grew up it was actual news journalism right. they talked about uh when they were doing true life and they talked about the downfalls of the record industry and how they broke it down and saying hey a lot of people are are out out here faking it and let's call let's call everybody's hyping up a million dollar advanced rules let's really break down what a million dollars looks like in the music industry a million dollars ain't crap when and that's still to this day a lot of people go back to but you don't get that nowadays. Hell, BT doesn't do that nowadays. Everybody wants to put whatever reruns. You know, MTV's basically ridiculousness now. BT gonna hours. run that baby. BT gonna run that baby boy seven days a week. I tell you that. They are big mama's or big mama's house. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, th all right. I'm I'm feeling myself get sad, and I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, see, I was about to say that's a different conversation. What I'm going this, to, this, what this I will is gonna do, be a part two. This is gonna be a part two. I, I mean, yes, I will put a pin in that, but I will always circle it back because at least once every other episode, I have to remind you that obviously, if you're listening, you're doing well and keeping your music con your music commentary content diverse. But y'all, we just gotta we gotta claw ourselves away from the virality, um, from the from the clickbait, from stuff. And I mean, the closer I get to thirty, the more I feel like I sound like get off my lawn. But I just want us to be more intentional about the music we listen to. Like again, if you're here, obviously this isn't for you because you're already here. Um, but like for pe new people or just trying people trying to get into just being more intentional music consumers, like that, that viral shit is going to drive us nuts. It's good. It's really going to, you know, like keeping up with every single drop that comes out, like these lists every Friday that are like, these artists are dropping, like it's, it's going to drop us insane. Um, so said all that to say, let us do the work for you. I will find like, I, there is new music. I actually have a very good artist for new noise that I'm excited to talk about. Um, yeah. Like, let's not let trying to hit a million likes on social media distract us from the fact that there's still good music out here in the oh, industry. Come on. We can we can we can go for the million views. Let's let's call, cause controversy. I mean, and talk about Sam Smith and the devil. Come on. Let's oh my it. god! 
Uh, yeah. Okay. So you have to put me on game. Y'all have to, I, I don't know what this devil, I don't know. I mean, it's so I saw that he was dressed him in Kim Petras, which first of all, I don't give a fuck. I love that song. And that song is like a viral TikTok song. I, I believe Sam Smith uh, goes by they, them now. I think they're non-binary. Okay, cool. I love that unholy song with Kim Petras. I have only heard it like as a TikTok song. And every time I hear it, I get mad at my phone. And it's not, that it's, a, it's not that it's a bad song. It's just it's very loud when it comes on. And I'm just oh, like, yeah. it's, you know, it's 100% loud. I'm scrolling, trying to find like, you know, funny black memes or, you know, people cooking and cats and shit. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm like, ah. Um, but then I actually heard the song and I was like, oh, that's pretty catchy. It's, like it's a, it is a pop song. Like it. You know, like it's a it's like it. it's a pop song. Yeah. So what is what did they do? What's the what's the devil? Well, the I mean, I called- saw. It's called Unholy, and and the the Sam and Kim were dressed in all red, and then they had like an entourage of people oh, dressed. It's red. basically dressed up as the devil. They're oh, playing up. Tucker, <laughs> Tucker mean, Carlson got offended and talked about it on his on his cable news show. A lot did of he really? No, I'm asking. I was like, did he really? because you know they're just looking for something to complain about. But yeah, but it was like it was it was like him, like him, because unholy. Yeah, have you seen <laughs> so the bad. have you seen the music have you seen the music video? No, uh-huh. I haven't seen the music video. Okay, so the music video is basic. It plays out to the, to the song for for most of it, right? And it's you know about you know we all know things. Guys going around doing some dirt and whatever, right? And it plays it plays out like like a musical, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when the but they went and said, hey, we're just going to go over the top. So hey. Sam, you're gonna wear a ringmaster's hat with devil horns on it. Oh, and in the video. Went, huh? In the video. He, no, on the Grammy, see this way did. I didn't see the hat with the horn. Maybe I saw a different picture. I'm about to. Yeah, Google. so he, he, he's there. He's there. You know, everybody's dressed up in bright red. So the you know devil, you know devil worship. worship I mean, if it, if it fits the theme of the song, right? Or it fits the theme. Right, of the like it, it fits. So like, like I didn't think I was like this. I was like, oh, okay. I can't wait for the deep think pieces to come out Monday morning about this, right? Because it's basically this. It was basically the same shit that uh, Lil Nas X did uh, last year or, or the year before. I mean, and I actually can't find myself to give a fuck about these think pieces. I barely cared about the Grammys, so I mean, we can start there. But um, I. <sighs> Yeah, I, I don't. I think it's a dangerous precedent to set to be worried about like what people are gonna say and let that dictate your art. You know what I mean? I think that just. Yeah. I mean, a, I, I, I hear where you're coming from. Yeah, but I, yeah. I think that if I was an artist, especially an artist that's at Sam Smith's level, I just wouldn't care. <laughs> to, and to, I mean, I, mean, I feel and, like you have to. <laughs> and then giving like executing, you know what I mean? Like we are. I mean. Lady Gaga was like my youth, like me too. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, and literally people, bleeding out on stage, you know? Like, and then Madonna was a whole era too. Like, let's that little, that little pussy. I just, I just think we start, we start to lose what's important in the conversation when we start to cede the ground to like, oh, like we know that they're going to complain on the Daily Wire and on Fox News and all these other right. places. But like, or just wherever. let them, let's just let them talk because that's all they got to talk about is whatever the culture war is today. So that's fine. <laughs> like, exactly right. I'm not shocked. 
I think I, I think just for me, I'm not like I said, I really didn't watch, you know. Congratulations to to Beyonce for breaking the Grammy record. Bye, All right. Bye, bye. Congratulations. Um don't understand the outrage that people say that Renaissance should have been album of the year when I'm sorry, she won three out of the four. If you want to say I understand why people said it, but it looked like there it was a split vote. Well, 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 yeah, I was about to say, yeah. uh, ahead, so Cameron. so to tie it into that variety article that had the um the anonymous like grabby Grammy voters, mm -hmm. I didn't realize that I had so much beef until we read <laughs> through. So I'm gonna I, I'll I'll link the article, but I'll summarize some of the thoughts between a couple of Grammy voters, but yeah, some of the consensus. You gotta put you gotta put me on to this because I have no, I, this is my first time really hearing about this. Um, some of the consensus was, yo, um, you know, basically Adele and Beyonce are already so popular and they already have so many Grammys. So I just kind of didn't vote for them because they already have Grammys, and like that thought alone, I didn't realize that would piss me off so much. It, it just confirmed what people already know and feel you know exactly like that i mean there was there was a lot of and she's not lying like with the the article and it's important that people read it for context um it's just like they they spoke to five grammy voters uh anonymously they just gave like how old they are and like how long they've been voting basically and they gave their opinions on and basically their votes for each of the top four categories record of the year song of the year album of the year and best new artist um, but their their thoughts just confirmed the worst of like what people already mm -hmm. were thinking about the recording academy and that like on one hand it is very much like out of touch like in that there are people that are willingly just like I don't even under like there, there was there was this uh, 70 something year old person that said something like um, every time Beyonce comes out with an album there's all this pomp and circumstance around it and I just don't understand it like I just I just don't get it and so I just didn't even consider her for any of these categories like just openly said that um there was a 30 year old woman who had said something like basically what Candy Boy said like Adele and Beyonce I, I'm just kind of tired of seeing them in these categories so I didn't even think about them um people would say like hey I this this album wasn't their best album but I just like this band so I just want them to win so I voted for them <laughs> and it was <laughs> It was, just, it was a clusterfuck. And it, it was very confusing that, like, they even under anonymity, it was confusing that people like willingly put that out there because I'm just like, I, I feel like nobody, pe the people that already weren't taking you seriously, they're just gonna be like, see what we were talking about. But like, you're willingly putting out your ignorance out there. Like, people that legitimately, like, the, the 70 plus year old guy was like, I don't even listen to all this music. I just voted with what was familiar to me. And I'm just like, who is like forcing y'all to vote? <laughs> <laughs> I think the this, this, this sick part about it, too, is when you think about even with Beyonce and Adele, like knowing that, you know, yes, they've got lots of Grammys and they're very, very talented. You can still tell that in both 30 and Renaissance, they put both of their feet into making the album. So like just to be like, well, they can sing great. Clap, clap. Good job. Fuck them. We don't care. Like to to, to like, you know, really, truly disregard their hard work. And just oh, be like, oh, okay. Just just oh. off of like vibes, you know? And, yeah, but to oh, tie it, actually to, fuck them. To tie yeah. it back to what AD was saying earlier, like, I mean, Beyonce on one hand, yes, did uh, as of Sunday break the record for the most Grammy uh, wins in history with 32. 
Uh, but the point that this article is making, and it's very clear and just talking to five of however many, uh, you know, if it's five people talking like this openly, you can only imagine how other people feel. Mm -hmm. um, but she was nominated for eight categories and won four, but she was shut out of the top four, you know, like uh, uh, at least the top three that she would have been for uh, record song and album of the year, completely shut out. And I'm, I'm not going to talk too much on Harry Styles and whoever else won in those categories because... Um, first of all, actually, Lizzo was one of those people. So shout out to Lizzo. I'm a, I'm a Lizzo fan. Yeah. Um, but I I don't want to talk too much on artists whose music I haven't listened to. And I also don't want to talk too much bad about the artist because it's not the artist's fault that they win. It, it's, it's such an awkward. Right. It's, it's always a, it's such an awkward it's, position. It's a, it's, <laughs> oh, a, it's, a it's a political game. It's a, you know, it's see the Harry Styles thing. I could go more into depth about Harry Styles. And about what he's doing, because I don't know. I Keep really it. no. I mean, I, I can I can open I can open up the controversy, but no, that's not. want them clicks. No, hey. let's not. Let's not but, just say we did. But you know, I'm not. But that's not on him. Like this, like the song, right? right? I, I was like, okay, this is actually a good song, you know. I don't know about the rest of the album, but again, that's again, well. See, it, it's it's not even just that. I just mean that, like, I, every time I feel like we get this wrong, you know. Well, I feel like when when Kendrick got snubbed by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis for album of the year, and to, to his credit, the corny thing that he did was send that text message, just like, "Oh my God, I'm so like that was corny as shit," and he shouldn't have done that. But Ooh. like the the way that we all tend to go after the artists instead of like the academy themselves, I just feel like it's a waste of time and energy. Wow. Oh, yeah, and the same thing, the same thing happened this time, and I just feel like th this article only, and this article came out a week before the Grammy ceremony, so I'm honestly surprised that I didn't hear about it. Um, but it only makes sense like it, it highlights the 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 inherent bias and like the ridiculousness of like uh, i that's why i did that's why i didn't watch right and people exactly want, and honestly people you know hyping up uh yes they did a big hip-hop 50 celebrate celebration that that was cool until like the newer artists came out which they were saying like kind of brought down the energy a little bit um was it guy you know the rendition guy did and jay z jay z rapping that for five minutes and whatnot and i was like okay that's cool you know that's cool and everything but it's like i am like this i don't need to watch this because it's literally right i can see i can see the games right and i was like this it doesn't oh and here here here's the here's the math right we're not going to give album of the year to beyonce and people other beehive like oh she she should have had album of the year eh, that's that's here here nor there right but I, we'll i'm sorry go, go ahead and finish your thought but we can but here's the thing she's going to break the record oh at the same time look at the hype for her tour so think about so think about that is okay tour's coming and you don't think that that tour is going to break the record that bad bunny set that it don't mean that builds. she don't deserve it though and i think that's kind of the point like I, i'm yeah. not saying i'm not i'm not i'm not saying i'm not saying that's that's a discussion that's a discussion right for, for whatnot right again i haven't listened to the hair stuff and i probably will say the harry styles out is that album of the year right uh can you pull up the category 
I just want to just go off the top of my head. I can't, I can't find it, but I mean, the category was, I remember the category being relatively stacked. Um, yeah, it was like, it was like 10 artists in that one. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but AD, just to push back on what, what you were saying a little bit. I mean, I, obviously I, I agree with Candy Boo. Like, I mean, nobody's saying that like Beyonce should be dissatisfied. Now, I honestly think, and this is, she does this every time that she gets snubbed in this way. She does it so graciously that I don't even think you could say like, she's like throwing a fit about it or like upset about it. You know, she's not like. It's, it's, not, her, it's not her. It's that, it's that beehive. And this kind of why I go against See, beehive because it's so much. They say so much stuff, and it's like, okay, stop, just stop for a minute. A D C, and again, speaking as as a B at this point, speaking as inside of the hive. Let me let me give you live live from inside of the hive. It's Jay Burritos. Um, I, I can I understand how from the outside looking in because I, I was once outside and I didn't understand. This is again like very Frank Ocean esque, and like it took lemonade for me to be like, here I am. No, nah, like, I've, I've been I've been listening to her all my life and the songs that I've heard, the singles I love are great. Love self. I, I really like self-titled, but I still wasn't ready to give it to her then for whatever reason. Lemonade blew my fucking mind. Renaissance should have been album of the year regardless. Um, But take all that aside, like regardless of my biases of being a stand, like just look at the look at how she's been snubbed for album of the year. Um, I'm pretty sure every time or all but one time that she's been nominated for. I think the one and time then, she, wasn't she well, did she win album of the year for uh her second album? That might have been the one. I'm, I'm I I don't know off the top of my head. I ain't gonna lie. That was um, I'm sorry, that was but, terrible. But what I'm what I'm saying, like what oh, okay, you, Andy, you, you, can, you, we you, can go with that because she just she just screamed for for that entire album. You you threw me you threw me off my train of thought. What was I saying? Shoot. Um, okay, uh, that's what I was saying. Okay, tie tie the fact that she's been snubbed for those album of the year, record of the year, song of the year categories more often than not. And then also take the context when you do get to read that article of just five people whose job it is to vote <laughs> on how they feel about the music. And they're, they're, and what's crazy about the article is that as much bad as we just pointed out, there's a lot of good and there's a lot of insight in there too. Like there was right. a lot of people just being honest about like, I like the Lizzo record, but it just didn't like do it for me. Or like, I just didn't, you know, they had like more subjective and sometimes even technical reasons for why they didn't like something. But it was it was the people that are like that that under again under the the cloak of anonymity was like I'm not voting for Beyonce anymore because I just feel like she's got enough rewards. <laughs> and like, but and, said it with a chest. Right. And and that being the prevailing mindset of people whose job it is to vote for like the biggest awards in music is problematic in my opinion. I just don't see that like taking away, like I don't get Beyonce. That that's a different like you as a consumer can say that, I feel like. But if you're if your job it is to vote on album of the year categories, I mean, there were people that were willingly saying, like, I ain't even listened to these. I just went with ABBA because that's an old band that I recognize. You know what I mean? Like, and that's a no, problem. That's, the, that's, the, that's <laughs> that, okay. And I got and I got the list right here in front. Uh, Harry's house, uh, Harry Styles, of course, he won. But Voyage, ABBA, huh? Thirty, Adele. Okay, that what I would say. That's up there. Uh, I'm not going to pronounce it, but from his Bad Bunny's record. Bad okay. Bunny. Yep. Oh yeah. Renaissance. Okay. Good morning, uh, gorgeous Mary J. Mary J. And these silent days, Brandy Carlisle. I don't know about that. I never listened to it. Coldplay, music of the fears. 
I didn't even know Coldplay was still putting out music. Exactly. I mean, it's literally a joke nomination. Like, why is that? And that's no shit. I I used to be a Coldplay stand before they went like super, super, super pop with it, and I just really right. didn't mess with it no more. But um, like, Ms. why are we nominating Coldplay for Album of the Year in twenty twenty-three? Mister Morale and the Big Steppers, Kendrick Lamar, yes, understood. And, yeah, and Special Lizzo. So. Understood. Well, and, and that's the thing. When I, I re that I remember seeing the list and remember that it was super duper stacked. It was stacked. And so, like, my thing was, if this doesn't happen this year, I could see why. But it being Harry Styles, and I'm, I haven't heard Harry's album. But like, even for it to not be any of them other, like, I mean, it was stacked. So even I, I was actually thinking it was going to be Bad Bunny. And my thing is, I yeah, was that's like, the I that's I the only album and I would have been cool with loose. Bad Bunny. And I was mm -hmm. like, if it would have been Bad Bunny, I would have been like two thumbs up. Great. Um, but Harry and, Styles? And, and and look, I could see, I could, I can honestly tell you what happened in that room, right? Is <laughs> no, and it's and this is most what likely what happened. Deuce. No, it's it's oh, this, all, right? All I'm saying is that we we can too. We read, you know, we're talking about that article where people literally told us what they were thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I can see how this go, goes on in that room, you know, jumping off of what you, yours is said, off of what you were saying about the article. I can easily see how this went, right? You got basically Adele, Lizzo, and I'll and I'll say Renaissance kind of split the boat. Right, I would say a bad bunny if he won. I think that would have been that would have been you know historical actually. If I'm if if I'm not mistaken, um, but I could see those ones are you know splitting the vote. I think Kendrick Lamar was going to be an outside shot. So they yeah. so basically it was like okay, Harry Styles over this past year. Was literally everywhere, even when you didn't want to see him. He was putting out. He put out that album. He put out the. He put out two movies. He played to a certain two band. movies. See, I guess. And, but what I'm saying is, you gotta look at it from. This is polit this is politics now. This is this is record company now. So it's like this. Yeah. Who is the, who put out the? Who's doing the work? Who's doing the foot traffic or whatnot? Adele did herself, but she was like, eh. I, I, I'm cool, right? Beyonce's about to do that with the with the world tour, so I can easily see see it's like okay, Harry Styles was honestly, if it if it had to come down to it, it was like top three is Harry Styles, Bad Bunny, or Beyonce, and literally Fultz split, and it went down to and it went to Harry Styles just I probably mean, by like one or two votes. I offer a heavy Negro sigh, and that's really all I got for the Grammys at this point. Um, I mean, I was gonna, I was going to catch clips of whatever I wanted to see, and in reality, I um again, I, I'm not gonna discredit. I'm still very much excited. You know, Beyonce is most nominated, and like the people who got, like I heard Tim's got her first, uh, her first Grammy. Viola Davis is an EGOT now, like. Yep. Yay, yay, yay. Yeah. Like super excited. But I'm not about to sit here and delve into Grammy's discourse unless it's jokes anymore. Like I will read, That's you know, the variety article and you know, laugh at them voters, but I re refuse to give the Grammys like interview. wait, hold up, hold up. I'm looking at sorry, I'm looking at this. Best pop vocal album 
hairstyles want that? Oh no. See again, that's what I'm saying. No, You're no, digging, no. and I just I refuse. I don't. I literally do not care. I I wanted to hear the highlights. Like I said, happy for the highlights. Don't care about shit else. I don't care about them no more. And I really am just full. I first of all, I'm not gonna watch it unless cable magically falls into my lap somewhere. I'll never see it live again. So there's that. Oh, it's um, on cable. It's on CBS. That's cable. I don't have that. CBS is not cable. I mean, I don't have anything that like transmits live TV in my, in right, my no, home. We, like, I don't got that. We youngins don't believe in cable yeah, these days, you know, or anything. Yeah, close but y'all pay. But y'all, with how many stuff is coming out, but they try. You basically pay for cable. Not I me, because I share. <laughs> <they're> <laughs> not split, me. We split. We splitting them passwords, you know baby. Like, <laughs> but all, all that aside, I, I'm I'm not giving the Grammys any more energy. Yeah, and I'm, that's, I'm talked out. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not to say that um, you can't and I'm not no judgment, but no. But to wrap us up, I have to say this before I wrap us up. Um, New noise is going to be super quick. At some point, I'm going to get us a soundbite. I swear to God. Um, there's an album that I was recommended on Spotify. Um, I don't know. I, I want to say she's French. Her name or the music itself is in French. Um, her name is Aya Nakamura and the album is called, it's something in French and I don't want to mess it up. Sounds like um, a Joshi wrestler. A who wrestler? Joshi wrestler. That, that's a female Japanese wrestler. Oh. That's what's called Joshi. Um, okay. So the album is DNK and it released January 27th. I got, I got hip to it last week. 15 songs, 42 minutes literally a vibe and i you know shoot me for describing things as vibes but i mean it's got like this cool melodic like a little bit of afro beat a little bit of um different types of production in it i do not what know what she's saying because it is in french but whatever she's saying she's doing it very um beautifully and like great cadence and stuff like that i I urge you, please listen to this album. It's so fun. Um, yeah, I just I wanted to put new noise in there before I got too far away from ourselves and we record for a long time and I didn't say it. But new noise, Aya Nakamura DNK, please go listen. All right. Um, I, got, I, got, I finally have one for you. Yes, and you need to listen to this AD because it's French rap. Oh, you guys sent me the link. But okay. I got one. Um, because while waiting for you to do whatever you were doing, I just clicked on title and just said suggested new albums. And to piggyback off of our most influential era of music, this artist I stumbled upon, her name is Wilson, W-I-L-S-N. And the she is of that Motown era. She is Australian, mm. but she gives, but like I said, it's a Motown era, but she gives off, I would say the production definitely gives off, off that Amy Winehouse vibes. Oh. And the girl can sing. The girl can sing. I think Jay would definitely like, I think Jay would definitely like it. Be like, oh, like really? I didn't even know about about this but it's like oh okay okay this I'm is excited. just 
I'm going to listen to out, it. Yeah, it came out left field. The album is the project, because this is her debut album. It is called uh, Those Days Are Over. 40, mm -hmm. basically 45 minutes. And came out last week, February 3rd. February 3rd. So put it on my list now. I'm excited. I love when we actually have new noise. <laughs> Gigi is purring into the mic, I'm, which I love. I'm literally being bullied, as you can see right now. He is he is ready to go. Uh, so uh, do, you, do I do I get to leave a new noise as well? Yes, of course. Okay, does Gigi to, can leave one too. Does it have to be? I know you hear him. His new noise is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, does it have to be something that came out like recently, or just something that's new to me? No, something that's new to you. Okay, well, it, this did come out last year. It's by a young lady. Uh, her name is Yaya Bay. Um, the project is "Remember Your North Star." Um, I keep getting suggested. You know how sometimes the the Spotify algorithm be algorithming, and it yeah. actually it actually suggests you something that like hold up, now, like? this is hold up. Um, I really like her her swagger. Um, it's very uh, Mariba. If you listen to Mariba from uh, Spillage Village, it's very much oh. that vibe. Um, I think you would enjoy it. It's like that deep Southern like throwback to to neo soul s kind of vibe. You see how he's literally just tapping me on the face. <laughs> he's like, he's, he's like, wrap it up, B, wrap it up. Okay, it so up. Um, yeah, that's that's my new noise. Uh, her her name is Yaya uh, Y A Y A. Okay, I'm trying. Let me finish. Bay B E Y, um, like Beyonce. And the uh, the album is Remember Your North Star. Check that out. Damn, we got some really good new noises. I'm excited to listen. Like, oh, we, but we got to But before I forget, it is the 20 year anniversary of 50 Cent's Get Rich or Die Trying. You know, I did see that. Oh, Nick is jumping for joy right now. I, just, <laughs> I did see that. I was wondering why I hadn't heard from Nick today. <laughs> That's all he been doing is listening to 50 Cent. <laughs> That's all he been doing. Hey, oh. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't lie. I put that. I put. I put that. Put that on during the weekend, just to just to bump it a little bit. Still knocks. Still knocks. I guess since since we're uh, mentioning anniversaries and birthdays, uh, today is uh, the birthday of two legendary producers that are no longer with us, uh, Jay Dilla and Nuja Best. Oh, so happy happy birthday to both of them. Yes, I love this. Damn, a lot's happening, and again, I'm just still shocked that it's February. I know Here we are just <laughs> right existing. Um, Lord, we also have been recording for almost an hour and a half, which is a feat, and I'm yeah. very proud of us. I, I hate to, I hate to dine uh, dash like this because I had a great time with y'all, and I really hope to be back again to just like talk shit with y'all and just. No, we gonna, we gonna go into I, we gonna, we have a part two coming up, so yeah, yeah I'm, I mean, I'm, ex I'm excited to do that, but I gotta I gotta leave uh, before this boy uh, tears the carpet up. So yes, take um, care of your home life. <laughs> we'll wrap up very quickly. That's okay. that's actually the the end of us. Um, thank you guys for listening and sticking through one of our uh, another guest episode, one of our longer episodes, but a favorite episode. And this has been the By Neck Podcast, where we talk music, the people that make it, and the communities that listen to it. We'll be back in two weeks. Uh, be safe, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye.